0: Hello and welcome to The Gridiron Show, coming to you from Radio Row in Atlanta, Georgia, ahead of Super Bowl 53 this Sunday. It's our first show of the week, obviously we're doing it at least 24 hours later than we'd originally intended. It's Tuesday afternoon, (laughs) we're all still feeling a little bit ropey from opening night, but boy have we got a show ahead for you. We, at opening night, spoke with, well, Jeff Reinbold, Neil Reynolds and Matt Sherry had a little... Four way with myself uh, on oh, TalkSport, yeah, and we uh, we got into the football nerdery, and we spoke with Philip Dorset. We spoke with Stephen Goskowski, We spoke with Marcus Peters, James Devlin, Sean Mannion. We spoke with James Devlin. Steve he was great. Gost- what a guy. So what a beard. We spoke with Stephen Gostkowski twice. Apparently, uh, it was a hell of a night. Did Ollie you say Hunter Gostkowski. I did. Yeah. Sorry, pal. It's all right. Matt Sherry, Ollie Hunter. I'm Will Gavin. Boys, have we enjoyed the first? 48 hours of Atlanta life. I'll enjoy it, Martha. You sit down. I really big, need to stand you're up. You're making be really uncomfortable. I really need to stand up. Yeah, but up you were
1: complaining moment. earlier today because you stood up for too long.
0: I was saying to Ollie, when we got back from, uh, when we got back from opening night last night, because we did the, the whole night. show. Opening, opening night. Because we did it uh, live on TalkSport. We stood up at the desk the whole time and I stupidly wore a T-shirt under my shirt and it was really hot in that room. Yeah, and so was, I got quite hot and my feet got quite tired and so I got back here to Radio Row to do the last couple of hours of the talk Sport show and it was literally me and our social media maven Dave Grimble who is doing a stunning job no, the hardest way. work
2: in Manchester station no. ever send out here that <laughs> is <laughs>
0: 100% <laughs> hardest but slowest so it's kind of 50-50 hey buddy he only looked up when I said that of course he did uh, I came back so it was only me and Grimble left on Radio Row so I thought to myself do you know what I'm going to do I'm going to kick my shoes off I'm going to lay back I'm going to relax and do it I'm I'm not going to lie my feet might have been a little bit pungent after the uh, the 17 hour day we'd had. And then I see walking down the middle a couple of uh, a female producers from the NFL that we know who shouted over and waved us and I was like don't come over don't Sorry come over, don't why why did, did you say female? Over. I did because I be because I am more concerned about what women think about my stinky feet than men. I know that's probably a bad thing but no, it's yeah. not you know what I think it's absolutely bad. Oh, that's fine. So I was terrified that they were going to actually come over and talk, so, so. so I kind of did this kind of I'm, I'm live on radio but High thing, rather than have any of the embarrassment of people realizing what a disgusting human being. could you
2: broadcast live radio from the sleep pod in the media room? Of course I could. <laughs> That's what you should have done last night. Bob. Oh, that would have been amazing. The, the,
0: there is a nap pod in the media room. If, oh, you'll have seen it on our social media. We did it off. Did you do anything on Gridiron at Gridiron on Twitter? We did at The, pod yet. the pods on at Talksport. So sorry, the, uh, you
1: haven't tackled, tackled a tackle thing. On you haven't tackled a tackle thing, and you haven't been in the nap pod what, what,
2: what are your social media lot doing? I have kicked. What you need is Grimble. I have kicked the best field goal they'll be kicked this week. So if people want to check out 100 grid they'll find it. Oh,
1: let's just let's just get this out there before you do. Jeff Reinbold wants you to turn up for training. He does. Fine. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> do you really want to go play in the CFL as a kicker, yeah, though?
2: I mean, you're, you're much more involved as a special team in the CFL. Much more special teams Only three downs. More opportunities more for opp- special teams. Mm-hmm. More opportunities
1: mm-hmm. to do things that you're not meant to do, like tackle. Come on,
2: Gostowski.
0: Uh, by the way, now Grimble's got his headphones off, I think you should repeat the joke that you made earlier about him being the hardest man that TalkSport has ever sent to the Super Bowl. Um, what's said he said
2: hardest working, but he might be physically <laughs> the hardest as <laughs> it well. It could
0: be both. Because, yeah, we got a smile out of him. Yes, come on. We've won. We've won. Uh, right, so coming up on the show, we've got all that opening night stuff. We've just been opening also speaking today with likes of Jermichael Finlay. We've had on Rob Ryan, Coach Rob Ryan, who, which I wasn't involved in that interview, but apparently it was a good one. Uh, I'm to think what else we've got coming up. We've got loads of good stuff. Ryan Leaf's coming up today, so that'll all be on tomorrow's show. Leafy. But for today, we're focusing yeah. purely on opening night. Follow us at Gridiron on Twitter throughout this week follow us on UK Gridiron on Instagram we'll have Insta stories up Josh working hard or hardly working you decide based on you uh, have a look at the videos you
1: decide uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything you guys want to chat about before we get into our opening night stuff
1: Atlanta's a bit scary <laughs>
2: city very scary the Super Bowl arena which is basically everything in one place is incredible yeah, yeah. the fan experience
0: 800,000 square feet this year it is ludicrous how exciting it is down Opening
1: there. night was was incredible as well. Yeah. Um, in the State Farm Arena, the Atlanta Hawks basketball arena. I, it's a bit unfortunate they're not at home because I'd like to have watched a game in there. They're
0: literally, they, yeah. they're, they're on the road five straight games. It's been specifically scheduled so that they aren't playing during Super Bowl week, which I'm kind of surprised by, but I guess it's because all this stuff is connected. They're like, oh, if we suddenly invite yeah. 45 50,000 fans. No, it's not that big. It's a basketball arena. Twenty thousand fans or whatever it is to come down for the basketball. When you've already got everyone here for the fan experience and stuff, I get why, but it is a little disappointing. Very different
2: to the major trek that we had to make for Golden State OKC and San Fran. Oh, what
0: a treat that was! Though. But that was like what a treat that,
2: that was when Durant was at OKC. As it well, was as
0: well. It? What a day! Right, so here's our opening night spiel. Enjoy opening it, and day. we'll have lots more content coming across the course of this week. Thank you for listening, I guess. Oh, and we'll finish as well with a Skybet chat. All of this still to come on the show. It's going to be great. Opening
3: night. Opening night. Opening Del- night.
0: Delighted to be joined now at opening night and the madness that is with back-and-quarterback <laughs> of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean and Sean, uh, first of all, I mean... Uh, the first impression as you came down that huge ramp into the State Farm Arena and greeted by ten thousand fans and two thousand media—pretty mad.
4: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy. This is my first uh, time getting to go to the Super Bowl, so uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, you know, you hear you've heard that it's kind of a madhouse in here, and that's a little bit true. But um, you know, really, you're just here walking around. They got some fun stuff for you to do. I was just on—I guess—a Nickelodeon show, uh, so that'll be kind of funny um but yeah no it's 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 really pretty easy just go around answer questions it's uh it's not as crazy as they make it sound
0: you've got one of the the craziest jobs because in theory you're not going to play on sunday if everything goes right and you know that is the way of it but if it doesn't go right if something happens and you end up going into the game are you ready to know that you might you know we saw what nick Foles did as a backup last year that you are ready and prepared to go out there and potentially have to win a super bowl
4: yeah absolutely and uh you know, I, I think kind of what you opened with, you know, that's not really the way that you look at it. You know, for you to be prepared, you don't look at it as in terms of, well, I'm not supposed to be playing.
0: I don't you, want to be in any way offensive. Oh, no, no, so no, no. I, no, no. Really I, don't, I don't
4: mean it. to like that at all. But <laughs> I think I'm just more speaking to like the mentality of um, kind of what you have to have is, you know, I'm always preparing as though I'm the one that's going to start the game and I'm the one that's going to play the whole game. And that way, if a circumstance does arise where I, I, I go into the game, you're not caught off guard and you haven't spent all week. With the mentality of, well, I'm not supposed to be playing in this game. So that, that's not really the approach you take. You really, you know, it sounds a little bit cliche, but you prepare all week like you're a starter. You know, that's the approach I've taken, you know, in my whole career. Um, and, and, you know, you're always, you know, you're, you're, one, you're one hit away is really all it can take. So, um, you know, you always pre- prepare with that mindset of, I'm, I'm going to play this whole game. And, and you don't really think of it in terms of, well, I, I, I might not be playing. That, that That's not really the approach you take to your preparation.
0: Tell us a little bit about uh, Jared Goff, the guy you are backing up, because uh, he is someone who maybe, yeah, you know, first season struggled, second season really grew into the role, but this season I think up to week ten, eleven, so was very much in that MVP conversation. We were lucky enough to be there at the Coliseum for that Monday Night Football game against the Chiefs, which was one of the most ridiculous experiences of my for life. For sure. And for sure. So tell us a little bit about how you've seen him grow over the last year or so.
4: Well, he, uh, you know, he's he's grown tremendously. Um, you know. Uh, we i i played against Jared in college actually <laughs> uh when he was at Cal I was at Oregon State so i you know i i obviously knew him kind of a little bit um and then getting to know him you know when he was drafted with the team and um you know he he he's grown a lot you know um he's a great dude to to show up for work with every day and um you know that's the, that's the bottom line is you know there there's some long days at the facility so you got to really enjoy who you're with or it's going to be a grind and luckily you know me Jared or you know our other quarterback Brandon we all get along great it's a great environment to work in and uh You know, Jared's grown a lot. I think just the ownership, the command, you know, you can see when he's out there playing, he's just so decisive. There's no hesitation in the way he plays.
0: 100%. And it feels like the offense changed and adjusted after that that rough spell. You came into those last couple of weeks against your divisional rivals, the Cardinals and the 49ers, running the ball better, a bit more heavy set lines. And do you know, I mean, you can't give away too much, but are (laughs) we going to see more of that run game coming in this weekend or might we see Jared? or you slinging the ball around?
4: Well, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, that's a, the nice part about the Super Bowl is you get an extra week to prepare. Um, you know, last week was a great great week of preparation for us, and now this week's really just about tightening up the screws on the game plan. Um, you know, I, I think you, you kind of hit it on the head that, this, you know, those last few games of the season, we really hit our stride, and we really, um, you know, we're kind of uh, just executing our, our game plan the way, you know, the way we know we can, um, and then really continued it. You know, we, we had a real tough game against Dallas. In a really tough game against new orleans so you need know, to really look at it and have you know a bunch of weeks in a row where we've really felt good about how we've been able to execute the game plan week to week um you know we're feeling in a, in a really good spot uh coming into the super bowl
0: and as always on super bowl week there's always those storylines, the things that people love to to churn out and talk about and the fact that sean McVay is less than half of bill belichick's age is coming up already quite a lot but for a guy who is only 32 years old, what do you see from Coach McVeigh?
4: Well, he uh, I think he's 33. His birthday was just the other day. Oh, it was. Yeah, it yeah. was.
0: You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm no, glad uh, you remembered. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, everyone mind. on the team
4: knew it was his birthday <laughs> uh, about a week ago, so uh, that we're on it. But, uh, no, he, um, he he's great, man. He's just such a smart guy, such a great communicator. Um, you know, he's someone that is easy for everyone to work with. Um, you know, he, he just makes it really fun to be in the building every day. And, um, you know, I think I can speak for everyone on the team where, you know, we We've loved, you know, his, his leadership, his coaching, his scheme. Everything's been a great fit for our team, and um, you know, he, it, it, it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, well, look, I'm really excited for you guys. I'm really excited because there aren't a lot of guys on this team who have been there before, who have had this opportunity. You know, obviously, you get someone like Brandon Cooks who was here last year with yep. the Patriots. Anyone who has been there and anyone who has had the opportunity, given you a message about how to handle this week.
4: You know, as of yet, not not really. Um, you know, I think some guys, you know, CJ Anderson, Akib um you know brandon guys who have you know recently been to the super bowl um you know they kind of spoke to kind of what to expect in terms of the you know the preparation with how we're going to use the two weeks um but honestly i think just the maturity of our team and the way that um we just go every day and just you know how can we get how can we get a little bit better each day and really just focus on the football side of it and uh you know not get distracted by kind of the the fanfare of it uh it's been it's been a great great week of preparation and um you know I, I think we've handled it really well so, so far
0: finally sean message for the british fans who are going to be listening <laughs> on Talksport this weekend watching from their sofas loving the game why should they be rooting for the rams this weekend
4: uh well you know our last time in london we won uh we beat the cardinals so uh i guess that'd be as good a reason as any right uh our <laughs> last time in london we played in twickenham uh, i don't know if i'm maybe not saying it properly but be- uh, better
0: than most better
4: than most but all right twickenham uh, oh twickenham, Tw- twickenham. We, we played in twickenham and we, we got a win <laughs> It was a real good game for our team, so I guess that's a good reason, right?
0: That's a good, as good a reason as any. Sean sure, Marion, right. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no problem.
4: How y'all doing? Marcus, my man, how are you doing?
0: I'm solid. Welcome chilling. to Talk Sport. Talk TalkSport. Absolutely delighted to say that Marcus Peters, superstar yeah. defensive back of the Los Angeles Rams, is joining us now live on UK Radio. Uh-huh. Marcus, welcome to Super Bowl week.
5: Appreciate how it. How is
0: the madness
6: of opening night treating you? It's been cool, man. You know, all these people walking around asking these questions and things like that, but... They all up in our business, but I've been cool though. I've been enjoying and and, and taking everything in, you know. Um. Amazing. So the big, the big kind of
0: question has to be then, what was like someone like a keep to leave told you uh-huh. about this experience this week and what you're going to be going through? Just handle
6: it the, the same way you've been handling anything else, you know. Um, don't let the uh, the moment get too big. We understand what we plan for, and um, we know the magnitude of how this week can be, but. Um, we stick to our game plan, we, we, we focus, and we execute exactly what we need to execute. And um, we would be prepared to uh, play on Sunday.
0: Marcus, you're a man who's known for being pretty outspoken, willing to kind of get out there. Mm-hmm. We know that you went to New Orleans and you got to eat your gumbo. Yeah. Uh, talk to us a bit about your reaction after that game and, and the fact that you were so vocal.
6: Uh, I ain't even eat no gumbo when I went there, to be honest with you. Last time, last two times I went there was preseason and uh, when we lost to them, you know, so... Uh, we lost both times I ate gumbo there, so I didn't eat none, you know.
0: <laughs> so how did you enjoy that game in New I Orleans? I enjoyed it with weekend. my teammates.
6: You know, yeah. me and my teammates we enjoyed that that win together. Uh we went out there, we fought hard, uh we, we competed competed our butts off and you know, we came out with a dub.
2: Marcus, how how much of a surprise was it when the call came through that you'd been traded to the Rams and mm-hmm. and how much now do you look back upon that as a blessing given where you stood at this point?
6: Either way, you know I'm blessed that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs even picked me to come uh, play for them organization when they drafted me, and then you know uh, that's how things happen in this business. You never know how the ups and downs, how things. You know, uh, I had I got traded. You know, um, I didn't I didn't whine and complain about it. You know, I got picked up by the Rams, and you know I just I was willing to come to work. You know, and then when I got here, everything just flowed. in, in me kill. And then when you get around my teammates, man, these team these one of the best teams I've been a part of. You know. Um, just how everybody love and just care and support each other, you know. It's a real-life team, and, it's, it, and we, 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 we part ourselves to, to be we, not me, and it, and it really flows through everybody through this organization.
0: Ask in terms of... I'm sure you've still got friends on the Chiefs from your time there. Yeah. Is there a little bit of extra spice with the fact that the Patriots knocked them out on the way here? That you want to get a bit of revenge for your friends?
6: Oh uh, no, man! Because, and like I say, if, if I wasn't in this situation to be playing a Super Bowl, I, I wouldn't even want to be watching it either. You know, so like I say I, um, I got my brothers who, who who are my brothers. You know, without was within football, you know uh, I talk to those guys and I, you know, in regular conversation. just check up on them, see how things go. Because that that's a hard game to lose. You know, so um, you hold your head. I just tell them you hold your head up, and then you just move forward. And the same thing for me. They just be like, "Yo, go get go get the job done." You know, and that's just been the, the relationship I have with those guys up over there. It's been just real, 100, I guess. you, you,
2: you mentioned the family feel. At the head of the family is a 30 odd year old head coach and Sean McVay. 33. We, we hear a lot about what he does with the offense. Uh-huh. What does he do on the defensive side? Everybody looks at Wade Phillips as almost like the head mm-hmm. coach of the defense, but how involved is Sean in this side as well?
6: I think the best thing about it is that we all we work together, you know. So when there's things, uh, you can just see how our, our coaches interact with each other. You can just see Wade and Sean just on it on it on the side, just having those conversations, you know, of 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 how you can get attacked, where you can get attacked, you know, from certain schemes of offenses throughout the whole year, and all those things, and then. You know, just, just vice versa. No you know, Wade can do the same thing, you know, help shine out. You know, but I think our whole organization, our whole coaching staff, our, our, our whole, you know, my team, you know, just everybody just been getting it done and just been, been able to communicate very well. And I think that's what's been helping us.
2: Just on the game itself, you're known as a cornerback who isn't frightened to take the odd risk, it's fair to say. Yeah. How much do you have to find a balance in a game like this between your natural playmaking instinct uh-huh. and... Kind of playing the system as well.
6: Uh, these games, man, it's, uh, when you play in the game, um, it's always about just a calculated guess, and you sometimes just gotta um, shoot your shot when you shoot it. And then, like I say, it's going to be ups and downs, so you never know. The outcome may be good, the outcome may be bad, but it's all about sticking there, and you know, in, in and the team just everybody just relying on each other and just focusing in on our ultimate goal. And our ultimate goal is to fight for 60 minutes, so you know.
0: But you like to be aggressive. And it's fair to say Wade Phillips, you've got yourself a defensive coordinator yeah. who likes to be aggressive. That's got to feel like a nice matchup to have uh-huh. for yourself.
6: Yeah, I mean, we're just ready to play ball now, you know. <laughs> it's getting down to the, to the nitty-gritty of things. You know, we know we have to go through these few little couple of days of just knocking some things out, but... We're, we've been preparing our, uh, our our butts off, and I think we're going to be ready to go on Sunday.
0: So, very final question for UK fans who are listening to the game on Talk Sport this uh-huh. Sunday night, who are watching on their sofas, tell them why they should be rooting for the Rams. Hey
6: man, if you're in the UK, man, just first of all, the LA Rams love you guys, man. We appreciate all the support that you guys give our uh, our game, and um, we also come out there and play next year. So when y'all come, when we come out there, y'all come support and uh, just. This, it'd be excited, man! For an excellent show, man. Marcus, really appreciate your time. Have a
0: good game this Thank weekend. Thank you. Appreciate you
6: guys. Go Rams. Go Rams, baby. <laughs>
0: did that because i had matt sherry alongside me who's with me now from gridiron and he is a patriots fan and it was having a bit of fun but we are now joined by who just heard the end of that interview (laughs) fullback from the new england patriots james devlin james i first of all would like to apologize Uh, i am obviously completely neutral in this game hey you
7: said what you said so you gotta own it you know Uh, (laughs) all right go rams there we go (laughs) i'll stick with it i know this guy's a patriots fan so i know he won't say it on air but uh, I appreciate. It. Everybody knows, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's not—it's not in any way a secret.
8: Okay,
0: James, for the the uninitiated uh, football fans in the UK who might be, you know, casual watchers of the game, mm-hmm. we were talking about it before we we were chatting to you on air. But the fullback position is one that's maybe become a little unfashionable in the NFL. But for what the Patriots do, you are so key to that run game.
7: Yeah, you know, I think. Uh it, the Patriots do it so well. I mean, we uh, we kind of do whatever we need to do to win football games, and whether that's you know run the ball a lot one week, throw the ball a lot one week. I mean, um, you know, whatever it takes to win win games. That's why we're all here. Um, you know, and and we're gonna do what we gotta do to to get it done. One of the things that's always said about the Patriots
2: is the way they're a game plan team who change week to week. But actually, in the last few weeks, the power running game and this season more than ever has been a much more integral part of the offense. As the guy who is the face of that, almost obviously not carrying the ball as often that must be. It must
7: be a nice season for you. Uh, absolutely! It was a, it was a, you know, really fun thing to go out there. I mean, anytime I get the opportunity to go and, and block and do what my job is, um, is you know, it's a really fun thing for me. I mean, it's a dream come true. You know, when I was seven years old starting to play this game um you know playing in the nfl is was always a dream of mine so i mean to be able to go and do it and you know in any capacity is a is a special really special thing we've talked about it a lot over the last couple
0: of days but the rams have up front particularly in the inside of that pass rush with indomicon sue and with aaron donald yeah the best pair in the nfl i'd suggest and, and both likely future hall of famers you're gonna have to get in there and get in for one of them because yeah. they can only double team one guy so how do you prepare for that kind of matchup
7: yeah you know defensively they they got a a, a ton of great players over there and uh you know those guys are as about as special as you're going to see you know across the across the whole league and um you know so we just got to go out there and 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 execute you know i mean there's really no magic button we can push there's no magic play we can run to, to you know kind of stop those guys we just got to go out there and you know our offensive line I'd have to do a really good job you know trying to eliminate them as much as we can and um you know i'll help when i can and and uh you know we just got to go out there and execute our game plan and and do what do what we need to do we've
2: just been talking to to phil dorsett about about tom brady and and i wonder as a guy who plays with him I mean just, just what is it that, that makes him him so special? I mean I'll joke with you off air that you were you were over a couple of times, that's <laughs> week you never got the ball, but actually that doesn't happen very yeah. often, does it?
7: No, nah, I mean the guy the guy is a uh, he's just a consummate professional and he's the most competitive person I've ever met. And I think that competitiveness is what just kinda continues to drive him and continues to to motivate him to be the best that he can be and be the best player of all
2: time i've heard some other ones from other guys but what's your best ever tom brady competitiveness story
7: in when is the most ridiculous time you've ever seen him be competitive (laughs) Um, well one of my favorite tom brady stories um and a lot of people have this same story it's not necessarily competitive but it does kind of give you an insight as to him as a person is my first day i was a practice squad guy in 2012 I walked in there nobody knew who I was, you know, nothing. I walked into the training room and he was the first guy to, to come and shake my hand and say, you know, Hey, I'm Tom Brady. Or I don't think he said Tom Brady, but he said, Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, exactly.
0: Yeah, I know, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
7: exactly. exactly. But he didn't need to do it because, you know, I obviously knew who he was. and um, But, you know, that just kind of personal touch was something that was really really cool and something I, I always appreciate about, about it's a much.
0: lovely story it doesn't beat Ross Tucker telling us that not only is he the most competitive and probably greatest not probably the greatest quarterback of all time yeah. but that he is also the best beer chugger that Ross Tucker has ever yeah. seen and I imagine Ross Tucker has chugged
7: a few beers in his yeah. time so
0: yeah, yeah competitive uh, uh, everything and probably yeah. a go at everything. yeah
7: I've, I mean I wasn't there when the when the, the famous beer chugging event happened but I've heard the stories and <laughs> um, you know I've seen him drink you know a couple couple of waters pretty fast so who knows He's <laughs> TV, TV 12 methods to TV, <laughs> that's that's right. 12. yeah,
1: yeah. So can I ask you about coach sure. Belichick in NFL there are so many different coaches who deal with either run game or offensive line or or the running running backs or the wide receivers? How in depth does Coach Belichick go with all of the
7: minutiae, all of the uh, all of the smaller positions, as it were? Yeah, you know, I think uh, the details that our organization go to in the whole scheme of every game, every you know, every you know scouting report on on opposing teams scouting report on guys you know that could come and help us in free agency and draft you know young players just that amount of detail is kind of you know really what what kind of drives the the Patriots organization I mean it's uh it's it's incredible to see it from the inside and and you know it's uh it's almost impossible to really relay to you guys how how special the thing that is but it's uh i mean that those minute details are what are what kind of wins games sometimes so you before we came on you you came over and said
2: fullbacks are not something you see in the nfl that much anymore coach belichick is a guy who often zigs when others zags can you appreciate that he's kind of doing that again right now with this power running game against smaller defenses it feels like he is Go in a different direction to everybody else again. Yeah,
7: I can absolutely appreciate it because it gives me a job. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. Um but you know, I think uh football is a very cyclic game and and it's a very matchup oriented game. And as offenses kinda get a little bit more pass happy, you know, throwing a ball fifty plus times a game, um defenses have to combat that. So they gotta get smaller, faster to be able to, you know, defend the pass, but that also, you know, kinda makes for a nice matchup to run the ball on them. So now, everything kind of comes back around and you know in the early 2000s fullbacks were you know on every team and you know running the, running the ball was you know much more of an emphasis and now it's passing but eventually everybody's going to kind of go back to it I, I in my opinion but who am I you know
0: <laughs> it's, it's it will James Devlin yeah. two time super Bowl <laughs> champion maybe three time in seven days hopefully, time hopefully. Uh, and it's important that you 've got a job when there are reasons to congratulate you and I understand that you've brought a new Baby yeah. into the world. Yeah. So congratulations right, to you, buddy. You, and, and my and first
7: daughter, my third in three years, but first daughter, yeah.
0: Third in three, that's almost
8: Patriots level of going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know, right? I've got yeah. one two-year-old, third in
2: three years, so terrifying, Yeah, terrifying. Yeah. My, my wife is a saint, let's just put it that way. I think we all
0: feel that way. We're yeah. all here on a, you know, a work <laughs> vacation. Those are some air quotes going yeah. on, and our wives have all been saints. So, yeah. uh, look, finally, James, before we let you go, I've got to compliment you on the beard game oh, because thank you. Well, it you is a is
7: pretty pretty swell as well.
0: I wasn't pretty swell.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I've got to now compliment the vocabulary game, but yeah, I mean, have you got a regime? Are you a man that looks after your beard?
7: Uh, yeah, you know, I used to I used to be a member of the Dollar Beer Club. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, of it, yeah. Where they send you product every month, but I, I ended up having so much product um, that I that I, you know, unjoined the. Uh, <laughs> sorry about the vocab (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but it was too much pressure I'm so sorry it was
0: just too much pressure to argue uh,
7: yeah um, so I used to you know put the oils in the beard and all that stuff but now I just kind of let it go and uh, you know, just have my barber trim every every few weeks. So. It's, it's a Can spectacular talk look. to Julian oh, Edelman you. about his beard, uh, that, you know, that thing, that thing's just grown in every different direction, but it works for him. I've so. that things. I'm it. not sure it <laughs> does. <so. laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not sure it does work for him. <laughs> I'm not going to lie no. at all. Uh,
0: Jade, finally, uh, same question we've been asking everyone: the New England Patriots, easily one of the most popular teams in the UK, but also, conversely, because so successful, one of the most hated at the same time. Uh-huh. What do you say to the UK fans who are either on the fence or maybe not thinking about rooting for the Patriots this weekend? Why should they be getting behind you guys?
7: You know, because uh, I think I think we just have a classy organization that does things the right way, and um, you know, I think that can be said about you know pretty much every team in the NFL. But uh, you know, we just uh, we just we just enjoy the game of football. We go out there, we play it, you know, the way. It's supposed to be played, in my opinion, and, and uh, we just have a lot of fun doing it. So, come on and, and join.
0: Brilliant stuff. <laughs> uh, don't unjoin. That's the main yeah, thing. Don't <laughs> unjoin. <for sure>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's James your yeah. Yeah. Record, yeah. Yeah. That, that was perfect. Uh, James Devlin, brilliant stuff. Thank you so uh, much for joining you. us. We've got Jeff Reinbold special teams coordinator, extraordinaire, but analyst on Sky Sports, and Matt Sherry's with us as well. Uh, boys, how are we all enjoying ourselves? Guys, Outstanding. Outstanding. And i got to tell you, as
9: a special teams coach, you never stop looking for talent, and I saw two talented young English kickers today. One kicked barefoot, but they were both right down the pipes. Less of the young, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: but, yeah, I, I did take the shoe off and give it a kick in. Um, uh, I am sort of enjoying to, am I allowed to say I'm not enjoying myself? I, well, I mean, you're enjoying yourself now, I enjoy I enjoy myself here. I enjoy myself at the Super Bowl. I don't enjoy opening night. It's the playground for the foolish. I'm trying to get a question in to Andrew Whitworth today, and I'm wrestling and jostling with a grown man dressed as a clown.
0: Have a word with yourself. <laughs> Are you sure it was not Ollie Hunter? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, <laughs> Ollie.
5: It, have a
2: it, word with yourself. In fairness, Ollie is not yet a grown man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: um, I want to tell you a story about Jeff from last year. Actually, because we were here for opening night last year, and it was during the Patriots availability. Because of course they're here every year, and we were over to the side. And what often happens when there's, especially when there's more space, it's quite packed in tonight. You get the ten guys on the podium, and then you get the players milling around. Yeah. And, The big names all get grabbed and chatted to, but you tend to get some of the kind of the rookies, the practice squad guys off to the side. So there's a group of maybe four or five special teams guys who are off to the side, and nobody's going up to them, nobody's talking to them. And I spotted them there, and I thought, right, I'm gonna go grab a word with them about special teams in a minute, after I've spoken to this guy. Turn around, and Jeff Reinbold is giving them, it's basically the speech from any given Sunday. He is giving them the pep talk of all pep talks about how they're gonna affect the game on Sunday. The inches. <laughs> 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 well, like when you have guys on special teams, for people in the UK who like follow the game casually and don't understand, that there's these guys out there who only get four or five opportunities in a game to give their impression on it. What do you say to them, Jeff? Well, I,
9: I, he, this is really interesting because I was talking to John Fossil, the special teams coach for the Rams, about this very topic. I mean, I've, I've been in pro football for I'm about 20 class. years, and you look—you look at kids' football cards. And I have never seen one says, I'm the right guard on the punt team or I'm the wedge breaker. <laughs> they all are linebackers <laughs> in every other position. So you're trying to get a kid to do something number one that is physically dangerous, and number two, that they don't really want to do because they see themselves as better than that. And so you're part line taper, part line tamer, part psychologist, part hypnotist, and you know, it's 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 a but it's a great job. It is a great job, but <laughs>
0: It is underrated. I'm not just saying this because Jeff's here and he'll get angry at me if I don't. I've never seen Jeff get angry at anyone in his (laughs) life. But... He's an underrated... But everyone wants to talk about the offense, the excitement of the Rams and Sean McVeigh and the brilliant defensive scheming of Bill Belichick, but no one's talking about the, the impact of special teams. Third of, the, third
9: of the game, as they say.
0: <laughs> we and should it,
5: not it, go and get <laughs> cups of tea when they're punted.
9: We should make <laughs> not sure the we're Rams. watching. <laughs> not the Rams. You better watch the Rams because they may just fake one. Yeah.
2: Far be it from me to criticize Jeff, but the speech didn't work. The periods of special teams were not good in the Super Bowl last year, Jeff. So <laughs> I don't know what you said they it's were intimidated <laughs> for them that was their high Monday night it was their high well, yeah, we that, they couldn't sustain was it through slide. the
5: whole week <laughs> no. Neil That's impossible. it's impossible to peak that sustain
0: early. that Neil how many Super Bowls is this for you now
5: this is uh, number 11 and the Patriots have been in 7 of them are yeah. you frustrated with that at this point <laughs> a little bit uh, a little bit but mostly I've kind of accepted it and I think we're living in a, a time we won't see in the NFL again I think we're living in an era of unprecedented greatness um, I'm kind of I can't believe I'm going to say it, but six and three for Brady in the Super Bowl sits a lot better with me than five and four. I think I want to see Brady get another one. I think we'll never see his like again. We'll never see the Patriots do what they're doing again. So I... It's hard to kind of come up with new storylines and angles, but you also, also have to sit back and just admire what they're doing.
0: I mean, I do have to say that I'm going to have to be having a word with someone from the NFL UK brass, because <laughs> surely we want back-to-back Super Bowl champions coming over to London, and the Rams are on their
9: way next oh, season. Oh, yeah, that as well. I
0: forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I want the Rams to win as well.
9: You know what? I think Neil's exactly right. This may be, in, and I'm talking about in all of sport, the most dominant period by one team in modern sport. And when you consider that everything in the NFL is designed for that not to happen because there's free agency so players can move freely. There's a salary cap so if you're New England you can't pay any more than Tampa Bay or any of the other teams. And the way the schedule works if you have the best record you have the worst schedule the next year. So everything is
2: designed for parity and there is no parity. I think the the incredible thing for me is when they won in Houston, the way they did a couple of years ago, for me, they ended all debates in the NFL. But it's how far can this go in the wider realm of sport? Tom Brady now is not fighting against Joe Montana or anybody else. No. He, he's going against Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods... Muhammad Ali, you know, it, it's how, how where does he stand in the greatest I, I, sportsman
0: ever, lived? I was reading, uh, I, I was obviously reading up, but I did some prep. I know you're nice. all amazed by this. Neil <laughs> listens to us on the way home after Sky on a Sunday night, and so he's stunned to hear that I've done any work or research at all. But it's the fact that if they win the 6th this weekend, the immediate Michael Jordan comparisons right. come through and what they achieved as a pair, as the head coach, but the fact that this will be a ninth Super Bowl as a head coach quarterback pairing, and it's never been done more than four times. More than any before. other team yeah. in yeah. history. Yeah.
5: No other team in history has been to this Super Bowl eight times. So this is incredible. What Brady and Belichick have done, and I actually think they're a better team than they were last year. Yeah, the, the last uh, year they didn't have Edelman. They didn't yeah. have uh, Gronk the year before that. I feel like they were actually a better team.
2: I think they're a more well-rounded team. Their defence last year was always... It, it, it had great stats in terms of points given up, but it was always hanging on for dear life. This defence is a lot different under Brian Flores. It's a lot more aggressive. And really, they're making life uncomfortable for opposition quarterbacks which they haven't done at all in the last few years of this run. And we, we talked
5: about that, Matt, after the championship game. We yeah. were on the phone and we're talking about how Belichick had a plan for Patrick Mahomes. And the mm-hmm. only stuff Mahomes really did in the championship game was kind of late
9: in the down, improvising. Wait, and oh, I'm not. You know, I, that's why I worry that Jared Goff maybe can't do the same there. I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see what they do put together. Because if you look at that defense, and I do agree with you, uh, Matt, that, that they are better than they were last year. I think Stefan Gilmore's playing at a much higher level than he did last year. But here's the thing their, their, their sum is better than their parts because they don't have a guy that can win one on one consistently as a pass rusher. Everything
5: has to be manual. The last one they had, they traded away. Yeah. Tom the Jones. I mean, they I they mean, traded I him away to the Cardinals. They didn't want him. I, I personally
2: think Trey Flowers is underrated in that sense. I think he's a better player than Jones was. Haven't seen them both. For the Patriots, but he's not a guy who gets 15 sacks a season, and right. and, and maybe that is a But I think, it, as a guy, I mean, you'll know better than me, Jeff. You watch the the All 22 more than I do. But I think he does get pressure, and I think that whole defensive line now is built around him. And well, he, I I think it'll really be interesting to see how,
9: in this as this game goes. That Patriots secondary can they lock up those receivers? I think you're going to see cooks will have a guy bumping on the line and a guy over the top of him i think you're going to see gilmore is going to match up with woods and then they're going to have to find a way because the one thing that i don't like about the rams is i don't see it i don't see a tight end threat right so all right we've had a bit of a patriots
0: loving so far so <laughs> so why can the rams win this game guys they've opened as favorites well i mean the classic the classic and this sounds like a cliche but it is true
5: the classic way that tom brady has lost Super Bowls has been under pressure from teams that, that even the Eagles last year in the Super Bowl, they only got the one sack right at the end but they got pressure and they hit Brady quite a bit. The Giants did that in 2007, I, I think they did it in 2011 and we know all about Aaron Donald, disruptive, now that's a real challenge as well because Brady gets the ball out of his hands so quickly, he's been hit three times the entire playoffs, no sacks, but if there's a difference maker who can take over a game, it's, it's Aaron Donald. So for me, it's still, it's such a, it, it's always, oh, get pressure on Brady. Well, any quarterback struggles with
9: pressure, especially up the middle. But I do think it makes a difference. Neil, Neil I think that's a great observation. And you now watch the Rams. Thanks, Jeff. So how do we, how, how, do, <laughs> how do you match up? How do you match up so that he has to hold the ball? Well, you got to press. Yeah. So now you take lead and you put him on Edelman. <laughs> Excuse me. You're gonna you're gonna have to handle Dorsett with Peters, and then I think Nick is gonna be that that that's the key one. Can they hold up with Hogan right.
0: and White out of the backfield? starting to kick off in the State Farm Arena essentially just because on the giant screens above us and around the stadium they've got some music going on and we're watching kids dance and Brilliant. that is making them <laughs> pop and get into it more than anything that's happened with any of the players so I'm liking it. it's a party atmosphere in the State Farm Arena uh, yeah well, I mean childlike would be the way to, to put it and, but uh, I think he's a great dancer I'll say that um, what about
9: you Where's your, what's your take on this? Oh, I mean, that's not my job
0: here. Jeff. No, I think I'm I here do, to
8: do I, I know
9: you're never shy with an opinion, so I thought
8: <laughs> <laughs> you were going to ask what his
9: go to dance move
8: was.
0: <laughs> I do not have a go to dance move. It's very dad dancing. Yeah, so I'm not going to lie. Uh Don't knock it. Look, my feeling on it is that it is going to be down to what you were just saying about the fact that Tom Brady's only been hit three times so far in these playoffs, not sacked, and that's not going up against any joke pass rush that's going up against Joey Bosa Melvin Ingram D. Ford Chris Jones Justin Houston some of the best to do it over the last season and still he's not been touched and that's a combination of brilliant play from the big guys up front but also the one thing that you need, if people are watching the game at home on sky whilst listening on talk sport of course <laughs> just watch the minute movements in the pocket It's that's that little it's that little half a step yeah. forward yeah. that means that the pass rush goes around behind right. him and you it's about stunning about when you talk it's about those
9: pass rushes with the exception of one they're all outside pass mm-hmm. rushes he's going to face two really good inside passes yeah rushers. but and,
2: and that's the interesting point one the the big way the Patriots are better than last year is their offensive line is better. I think it's probably the best of five in the in the entire league. But people always talk about pressure and Brady up the middle and think you think the Rams have that formula. But I would argue the times he's actually lost is when he's had a pass rush that's good all the way across. It's it's up the middle you notice it because that's when it gets in his face but it's when you've also got the guys on the edge so I think Dante Fowler is as important as any guy for the Rams in this game because it's got to it's be a, a rush from all parts.
0: That's, that's just, just to be clear for, that is Dante Fowler who was on the Jacksonville Jaguars last year who came out and right, we've just had the crowd absolutely go off again because yet again we're seeing is the new England Patriots heading down it does feel a little bit like it ladies
9: and gentlemen Will Gavin
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, would that would explain the booing there's no denying it interesting slightly different approach here and this is something that the Patriots did back in that first Super Bowl earlier we got a one by one introduction of Jared Goff of Todd Gurley of everyone the New England Patriots coming out Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski leading the line but they are just coming down the ramp as a team and
5: they were the first ones to really introduce that running out of the tunnel as a team because it always used to be in Houston. Houston it was uh, Against the right. Carolina yeah, Panthers. because they wanted to just come out as a team exactly. and every other team has kind of followed that ever ever since and you're never going to get them doing anything different now. All the while, Belichick's there and Brady's at the helm. Is
2: that a strong message, Jeff, you, as, a, as a coach, that that you know, taking the eye out of the building? All yeah,
9: and I think that 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 is the thing that defines their legacy more than anything else. Is you have had some of the greatest players in the game play in that in that for that franchise, and they were all team guys: Teddy Bruschi, Willie McGinnis... Tom Brady, Gronkowski, all team guys. That is the thing that fascinates me more than anything else about the Patriots, is how they get these guys to sublimate their egos, which is hard to do when you're dealing with millionaires, and just win.
8: The situation in the Pacific is
10: worse than reported. The Japanese are planning something big. What's the target? Midway. From the director of
9: Independence Day. A couple dozen planes
10: against the whole Japanese fleet. We got the order to launch! Discover the incredible true story. Today we're gonna be underdogs. Of the World War II battle. Good luck, boys. Fire! Midway. Download and keep now.
11: Hazel Irvin here and I'm at Mammoth Insurance in Leeds where Kate has arranged an office chair race to fundraise for sport relief. And these riders have got their kit on. They are rearing to go. And they're off, taking an early lead and smashing injustice right out of the park. It's Daphne from accounting riding the spreadsheet demon chair. Up comes Nina from HR on Beat Me and You're Fired, closely followed by Mark from marketing on the 9 to 5 chair. Even Javid from Health and Safety's at it, weaving his clipboard like crazy. Go easy there, Javid. We don't want any injuries, fella. And from nowhere, it's Jenny on El Chero Loco, rolling right over poverty to cross the line first. And the crowd goes loco. Unbelievable. You can help change the world too. Just order your free fundraising pack at sportsrelief.com. Sportsrelief. It's game on. This message was brought to you by ACAST
2: the next interview is Philip Dorset. Big Willie couldn't be bothered to do it so he's asked me, Vic Reeves, friend of the show to introduce him hey Philip, talk from now buddy
0: let's start off with because obviously the thing you're going to be asked about constantly mm. is working with Tom Brady at 41 years
3: old yeah. he's still doing it at the very highest level definitely um, I, move, I get the question all the time honestly but uh, like you said, 41 years old, I mean, he's still Tom Brady. Um, obviously, I've only been playing with him for two years, but at the end of the day, he's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. So, and I'm just blessed to be, uh, be able to be playing with him. We often
0: hear stories about when guys first come into the building, their first interaction mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. What was it like the first time you met him and, and chatted to him?
3: Um, when I first got traded there, I was in the, I was in the training room uh, waiting to get my physical, and he came right up to me and just introduced himself and said, Hey, I'm Tom Brady. And I'm looking at him like, <laughs> I mean, obviously I know who you are, but I didn't say it. I mean, obviously I introduced myself back, but that's just that just shows you the kind of guy he is. That must give
2: you a, a relaxed feeling soon as you walk mm. into a new building when it's uh, probably the greatest quarterback of all time. He's mm-hmm. straight over to to introduce himself.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, when I first when I first got there, I mean, I honestly getting traded, I didn't know, I didn't know what to think. I mean, you hear all your rumors, you hear everything about it. But, I mean, as soon as I got there, I felt like I was home. It was a, it was a relaxed feeling because the team is like family, and um, everybody welcomed me with open arms. Trent Brown spoke
2: about those rumors and, and how different it is in the building to yeah. the outside perception. Yeah. Is that what you've seen, and what is it really like?
3: Yeah, I mean, I heard what he said, and it's exactly the same way. I mean, everybody, you don't know, like, you hear things, I mean, you hear rumors, and they're just rumors. But at the end of the day, it's a family. Um, we, all, we all love one another and, uh, and if we didn't, I don't think we would be in the, the situation we're in right now because we all play for one another. It's been an interesting season
2: for you obviously, you were you were heavily involved early on, then Josh came in and maybe your snaps reduced a bit but mm-hmm. then obviously with Josh going back out again you've taken on a, a really significant role again, we saw the big touchdown pass in uh, catching in Kansas City it, yep. it must be nice to be
3: performing at this time of year and performing well Yeah, I mean yeah, it definitely helps, I mean it definitely uh, it feels good to help my team. Um, just we just want to get Ws. Honestly, it's not about it's not about any individual. It's not about all the other stuff. It's honestly it's about the team, and we all have one goal, and that's to win the Super Bowl. And um, we wouldn't be playing if we didn't want to win. So I mean, that, that's really all it's about. I, I want to ask you about
0: that touchdown catch, and actually about the kind of approach on offense over the last couple of weeks, because yeah. you've come up against some real fierce pass rush. And mm-hmm. what I found fascinating is that. You've got names like Rob Gronkowski, like James White. Some of the best third-down players in yep. the NFL are in there blocking, and like you were saying, working for the team, yep. and that gives you the opportunity to get open for a nice little twenty-nine-yard
3: touchdown, touchdown strike. Mm-hmm. Not bad, that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we got a lot of selfless guys out there. I mean, uh, obviously, um, we go out there, we try to block it hard for the running backs to open holes. Um, the O line is playing tremendous. I mean, O line is just—I mean, everybody that they hear, they hear these D line and they hear, their, hear this and that. And I mean, you don't hear anything from during the game. I mean, obviously this week we have got Aaron Donald and, and Sue, and that D line is tremendous. We obviously we know that they're gonna have their hands full for that. Luckily, one. they're on the interior, so you probably won't have to get involved in the blocking with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm good with that. But uh, I mean, it's, it's a lot of selfless guys out there, and we all, all we really care about is winning.
2: In in the very spot that you're standing in we had Marcus Peters a little while ago and he's a a cornerback that actually is, he's a very aggressive cornerback, we asked him about that, he said he would be that way again, actually you guys caught out similarly aggressive cornerbacks in the Super Bowl last year against the Eagles, as much as you know Marcus Peters is a great dangerous player, do
3: you see as a wide receiver some potential opportunities there to get him on a double move? Um, I mean, we'll see. We don't know. We, we, we got to see how we got to feel the game out first. Um, we all know he's an aggressive player. We know that. That's just how he is. But that's what made him, is Marcus Peters. He's a really great. He's a great player. One of the best corners in the league because of he because he's aggressive, and, and it helps him a lot. I mean, that's just the type of corner he is. He he honestly he doesn't care about getting beat. He has short-term memory, and that's what makes him so great. And, uh, I mean, I'm just looking forward to getting out there because him and Tlaib, they're they're two good corners, two really great corners, and uh, two of the best intercepting corners in the league. So... I mean, it's going to be a great game.
0: How different is it? Because we, we obviously, we spoke with the Rams in the last hour or so. And yeah. for a lot of those guys, it's first time here. There's probably only three or four former players there. What's it like second time around? What's it like being on a team which is so settled and so used to coming here almost at this point? Honestly,
3: it's, it's just like me being here for the first time. It's just, it's an amazing atmosphere. It's, it's an amazing feeling to be here. Um, I'm blessed to be here. This is my second time. And uh, uh, you got to cherish these moments because at the end of the day, you're like a kid in a candy store. Um, Honestly, us winning last week, I mean, it felt like it was my first time ever. Um, so I wouldn't say the experience or nothing like that. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to play football. But, I mean, you are going to love it here. You must say
2: some of the, the other guys in the locker room mentioned your second time, obviously, disappointing end last year. You must look at the rings of the other guys in the locker room and think, I want me one of those.
3: I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, that's <laughs> every every football player's dream is This is to win a Super Bowl. And, um, I mean, we got so close last year. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen this year, but all I know is that we're going to leave it out all on the field. And um, whatever happens, happens.
0: I'm going to uh, bring it back to Tom Brady one last time because yeah. by my reckoning, you were nine when they beat the Rams in that Super Bowl <laughs> last time out. Nine. Do you remember that?
3: I don't remember the game. I don't, actually, for some reason, I don't remember that game. But, yeah, I was nine. I was young. That's Like, that's cra- like just thinking about that yeah. out loud is is it's crazy, it's just, yeah. <laughs> and I'm still here, and I'm playing with him. It's crazy.
0: And I've got to ask you as well, like, when you moved over from the Colts we always knew there was a huge amount of potential there you could see it, so Mm. explosive but it never quite came together there Mm. what do you think changed when you came to New England what was it about the coaching the situation that has allowed you to now be successful
3: um I mean I would I would just say uh just just going in just going like just getting back to just working hard I mean I've always been a hard worker but when you come here and you understand that it's, it's about the team, it's not about you. So it makes you want to work that much harder just to be like all the other guys. You don't want to let your teammates down. So, I mean, just the, um, just the opportunity for them to have me, for them to bring me in and for me to learn everything. I mean, it's just a great system to play in. and I mean, I love it here. The Patriots are
0: by far one of the most popular teams in the U.K. with the growth over the last mm. 10 or 11 years since we started getting games out there. And surprisingly, the success over that time has meant they're really popular. Yeah. But actually, it also makes them one of the most hated teams in a weird way because they're so successful. So for those fans who are either sitting on the fence or maybe thinking, oh, I don't want to see the Patriots win it again, Mm -hmm. what's your message to UK fans to root for the Patriots on Sunday?
3: Uh, I mean, in every movie, there's got to be a bad guy. We don't mind being the bad guys. It is what it is. I mean, I guess a lot of teams... I mean, I grew up in 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 a house full of Dolphin fans. So Patriots beat the Dolphins all the time. So obviously... Dolphins fans, dolphin fans are not gonna like the Patriots. But at the end of the day, I mean, we, we try to go about it the right way. We try to just play hard. We don't try to get anybody away. And I mean, we just we just love playing football.
0: Have they forgiven you yet? For what? Your family members who are all Dolphins oh, nah, fans. Nah, they,
3: they Philip Dorsett fans first. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Philip said it's a real pleasure. Thank you so much for <laughs> taking the time it. out to speak with us. Really appreciate it. And good luck on Sunday, man. Thank you, Bowl champion, Stephen Goskowski. How are we doing, buddy? Doing
8: great.
0: How are you guys? Yeah, very well. Thank you very well. Indeed. Look, the, the madness of this opening night is a guy who's been here three times, won it a couple of times as well. Do you ever really get over all this? Is it just another day at work?
8: No, this is great. I mean, being here, having to do all these interviews, it's nuts. And uh, all the different people here from all over the world is pretty crazy, so... uh You know we're very blessed to be here and excited for the game
0: we uh it's obviously it's a job that for the less the more casual football fans they'll understand kicking because they know about soccer they know about football from the uk but for me i want to know about the psychology of of that big moment we saw it with the rams having to kick a a winning field goal in overtime and and almost for you last week it must be nice being on an offense that can just go and score a touchdown (laughs) because you didn't even have to do anything in overtime
8: i know well yeah i mean i was ready to do it if i had to (laughs) You know, know, it is mental. You just got to put yourself in a good place and be calm and you know, every point can count so I try to make everyone everyone get get the kick so uh, you just have to be pretty strong-willed and have a pretty short memory uh, when it comes to messing up and uh, you always got to have confidence and you know, you gotta be like laser pinpoint focused, so that's what I'm gonna try to do. I'm
0: gonna make a prediction about something that's gonna happen in the next two or three minutes, is that Matt Sherry from Gridiron stood next to you, is gonna brag about his thirty yard field goal I'm from not, the fan I, experience I, I, I today. Could, I
2: could show you it was outstanding. Did you but, crush it? <laughs> but, uh, I, I will show you it afterwards. Uh, it was a
0: line drive, it was it was beautiful. So so split as the long upright. as it goes
2: in, it doesn't well, matter. Well it, it had to be the net the net is really low so you have to drive it in. Yeah. Low. So I wanna ask you. Did you it, win a free t shirt? I, mean, <laughs> I won nothing. Other other than my own satisfaction, which was and the ability no.
0: to brag to us about it but, for the next five days.
2: But um, I wonder, it's a really interesting position, Kicker, because you know that there's a the, there's every chance this game could come down to you one moment under the spotlight. And actually, in the early part of this dynasty, we saw Adam get that opportunity a couple of times, and you've never had that. I guess, do you wonder? Are you relishing the possibility of that?
8: Yeah, I man, I get asked that a lot, especially you know having come to this game a few and. Uh, you know, if I get that opportunity, I'll be so blessed to have it, uh, you know, but you can't make those opportunities. You just got to be ready for, uh, for if you get that chance. And uh, I'm just really focused and uh, excited to go out there and I'm looking forward to having a good game and helping this team win.
2: And it felt like this season was was one of your best kicking seasons. We saw the AFC Championship game, some really big kicks in cold weather that maybe went a little bit under the radar. Do you feel completely at ease with everything in your technique at the moment?
8: Yeah, i mean i've been striking the ball well and i'm uh, excited to keep it going and uh you know we had a week off so it's a little different than before but you know to me it's all about rhythm and confidence and right now i feel pretty good and i'm going to try to take that into the game
1: have you ever kicked in mercedes-benz stadium before have you ever kicked there or, or how if you haven't how is your record in a dome where there isn't the elements affecting you necessarily
8: yeah i haven't kicked in this new stadium i've kicked in the old one uh but, you know, I don't know my stats in the Dome, so who knows? You know, you still got to go out there, you still got to perform, you still got to execute, and uh, I'm looking forward to the chance to do that. There
0: has to be a little part of you, though, Stephen, that knows that tomorrow night, and I don't know what this is in American money, but it's going to be minus 8 degrees centigrade tomorrow. It's still going to be cold come game time on Sunday. There's got to be a part of you that's thinking... I couldn't be happier that that roof is probably going to be closed.
8: Yeah, I mean, I've been cold for the past, like, two and a half months, so <laughs> yes. any chance I get to not be freezing my butt off, I'm pretty excited about.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, if, it does, if it does come down to it, if you know, that and we've seen it with, obviously, Adam Vinatieri, the, the man who preceded you at the, the Patriots, that it, these games tend to be tight with New England. They tend to win Super Bowls by a single score, and we've had to see them go out a couple of times and literally kick a game-winning field goal. So, if it comes down to a two minute drill, you know it's on the 20, you're down two, whatever it might be. How do you, in that moment, just quiet and everything and get ready for what could be coming?
8: Well, you just got to get into the game. You got to be uh, into the flow of the game and uh, just be ready to go. And, you know, you can't think too much about uh, those situations or the outcomes of them. You just go out there and try to make a kick and just act like he's out there practicing. It's easier said than done, but. You know, you just got to have the mentality that you feel good in any situation.
0: I love how laid back you are about it. I was expecting some yeah. zen master answer, <laughs> some kind of yeah. I've been doing yoga. I've been studying. I've been getting into my own head and I everything. Do yoga, but yeah. I
8: mean, no. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like you can't create your own situations. If you get them, you just got to be ready to take advantage of them, and you just got to try to be good at all times in this in this job and uh, you know be ready to strike when you get your chance and uh, hopefully i can have a good game this do, weekend do you
2: ever think about the overall impact it could have on your legacy if that moment comes because you know people have talked about you as a potential hall of fame and down the line you've had a very long productive career but it feels like maybe that kind of moment could push something like that over
8: the top well i don't think about those things i'm just very excited for the opportunity i mean i get a chance to go out there and play in the Super Bowl, and if we win, I get a chance to be a world champion again, and and uh, and that's all I'm really focused on. People can say whatever they want to, good or bad. I'm just excited to play in the game this weekend.
1: I love when football players do things that aren't necessarily their job. So, for instance... A, a t- he offensive- really does love this as well. He's not exaggerating
0: in so, any way about so
1: this. So an offensive tackle, picking up the ball and running with it yeah. after a fumble, something like that. I also got stuck in a, a YouTube wormhole. Of of these kind of moments, ergo kickers and punters making tackles. Yeah, is that something that you don't want to be making that last ditch tackle? But how much do you practice doing any of that kind of stuff, or is it right if the person's there, I'm just going to hurl my body at them and and try and stop the touchdown?
8: You just got to hurl your body at them, you know. (laughs) I mean, we've all like played football growing up, so you know a little bit, and you know I've made some tackles in my day. You know, usually the guys that are a lot better at that do it before I get a chance to. So, you know, I'm ready if I have to. Hopefully we don't have to.
1: Do you remember all your tackles?
8: Is there one that sticks in your mind? You think, yeah, I got him. I nailed that guy. I had one against Tennessee about like six years ago. That was a pretty good one. Right, i am going to check no, that out. I'll
0: no. check out. He's playing this interview not only insanely cool from one perspective, but something that Stephen Goskowski hasn't revealed to us, which luckily enough because we have a, a crack production team has messaged me, Happy birthday, Steve hey, Loskowski! Oh. <laughs> right, so, okay. thank you to Sam back in the studio for reminding us. You know, but
8: someone gave me a cupcake earlier, but I think they had <laughs> licked some of the icing, so I didn't eat it. Oh God, yeah, I, so I,
0: I, I wouldn't touch any of the food you get handed no, no, around no, no, Radio no. Row or here. So, do you get? Are you going to get any kind of opportunity uh, to to celebrate in any way? What would you What would you do normally if you? I guess for you being a Patriots kicker, yeah, for,
8: for being a Patriots kicker, you I probably. My wife and kids <laughs> got me gifts and a cake. You know, I might. You know, have a drink and then go to bed, you know. Awesome. Nothing great.
0: (laughs) Stephen, we really appreciate you coming out and speaking with us, man. Have a good one and good luck for Sunday. Stephen Goskowski joining us, New England Patriots kicker, back on Radio Roll at Super... Radio Roll? I'll try that again, shall I? You're on a roll, Will. (laughs) (laughs) You're
10: on a roll on Radio Roll, Will.
0: (laughs) Look, technically at this point we've been on air for three hours or something, not that this hasn't been taped earlier to pull back the curtain, but uh, um, I am, you know... Maybe feeling a bit jet-lagged. Maybe it's been a long day already. That other voice that you hear joining me now at Radio Row in Atlanta is a former NFL lineman and now podcast and media mogul. You'll recognize his voice from our coverage from Westwood One on Sunday Night Football. Ross Tucker, how are you doing, sir?
10: I am doing fantastic. You have an awesome beard.
0: That is very kind. I mean, yours is coming through. I thought it was So I'm, this, so this I'm kind
10: of a beard guy now. My wife likes it. So I'm just going, because I don't really care. So I'm just going with it. So now I notice beards for the first time. And your beard, it's just so orange.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's not, it's so orange. And actually, right now, it's pretty well groomed. Like, I'm quite pleased with myself at how it's looking at the moment. I'd like it a bit longer, but I, you know, I'm, it's, it's looking pretty good. I'm not going to lie. There's very few things I'm proud of in life, but this is the one thing that I'm. It, it looks beard. great,
10: man. I, yeah, I, I would. I, I would roll with it forever.
0: Are you an oil user? Do you use like...
10: No, I don't even know what that is. I People, people have been telling me about that. I don't I do know anything about it yet.
0: So I, I go with the beard oil once every three days. I have a hog hair brush that I use to comb it out after I've conditioned and washed it. Being a ginger, you get quite dry skin, so I have to use a special shampoo on it. That's the level you've got to get to, Ross. When you get to that level, you know you're a beard
10: girl. No, I've heard that about the dry skin, <laughs> and I've heard that about the beard oil. What does the oil do?
0: Uh, I. Moisturizes it, keeps it nice and glossy. It's like, it's, it's a beautiful thing, honestly. You,
10: you know, you shampoo your hair, you've got to oil your beard. Got it. Yeah, I, got see, to it. I haven't gotten to that point at, yet. At,
0: at your length, you want to use a balm rather than an oil idea. An oil will make your skin greasy. You'll end up breaking out in spots. You'll look like you're 12, 13 again. Okay, so I it's, want a balm. Yeah, a, a balm. I've got, i tell you what, I've got one back at the Airbnb. I'll bring it in tomorrow. You can pop by. Would you rent a house a little, here? Yeah, that's much cheaper than getting one of the media hotels. Wow, that's smart.
10: That's
3: <laughs> yeah. the way to do it.
0: Uh, you know, maybe in one of the more salubrious areas of town, but otherwise it's, uh, it's fine. It's what does that mean? I don't even know that word. A bit sketchy. This is what you Salubrious. get. Salubrious. Yeah, it's what you get when you come on with the Brits, Rob. Sketchy. Like, uh,
10: Dude, yeah. I'm going to use that. Nobody, know, nobody in America will even yeah. know what that is. I'll be like, yeah, you should probably look it up. <laughs> just, just look <laughs> it up. That's fine. <laughs> you should probably Google it. Before we talk about the game and the madness that is
0: uh, is Super Bowl week, what is my front page story, Doc?
10: Okay, so you're going to appreciate this because you are a true journalist and, <laughs> and radio host.
0: See, he knows me so well Ollie. So So there's
10: a couple guys uh, from where I'm from. That got laid off. They were sports writers in Pennsylvania. They started a business where it's stories for hire, right? So think of anything you would want to have a story written for. A small business, uh, in lieu of an obituary. Like, I, I'll, so the example I give is my wife and I, no, my sister and I, I should say, we bought one. Uh, that's not for, one in the same person. Yeah, write, no, typically. no. Uh, we bought one for my mom for Mother's Day. So what they do is they're professional journalists, right? So they interview you. Takes like 10 minutes. Got five quotes from me about my mom. Five quotes from my sister. Then he writes the story. Sends it to you. I'm telling you guys, my mom bawled. Like, bald. Because you print it out. You frame it. Give it to her and like for her to read quotes from her kids that were it's, it's not even coming from us right It's not like we wrote it it's it, it it's it looks like the front page here here's one that what it looks like it looks like the front page of a newspaper i
0: mean that does look so, great so okay. you
10: print that out 16 by 20 and you give it to them and they absolutely That's great. love it and well, okay. so i've been telling people For right now, Valentine's Day. That's a great idea. Is Valentine's Day big in London and in the UK?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that we're away for nine days in the run-up to Valentine's Day means that you've got to make a big gesture the week that you're back because otherwise, you know, where's my stuff from America? Where's my stuff from your time away? So
10: everyone listening, go to myfrontpagestory.com. Like, picture how your wife feels when you write her a note or at the bottom of a card you sign it with, like, a couple nice sentences babe, I just can't tell you how much I love you and appreciate you. This is it's, it's way, captured my voice perfectly. Th- yeah. th- this yes. is way better and it takes 10 minutes and somebody else actually writes it for you. You print it out, you frame it, you give it to her. I guarantee your wife cries. Happy tears. Or your girlfriend or your fiancé or whatever. Myfrontpagestory.com and I don't know if they've sold any in, in the UK yet oop, so
0: oop. you could be the first one in the UK to actually do this. Will they do one for my wife and one for my girlfriend?
10: Whoa. You can do that. You can do that. Now, that would be ten minutes. That'd be twenty minutes of interview time, because ten minutes for each interview. But yes, you can do that.
0: Uh, Ross, you played for one of the teams back yeah. this weekend, and
10: they're here every year.
0: Yeah, well, so am does, I. Yeah, so this is this is our fifth, and four of them have involved the Patriots. We're at the point now where we could probably roll out our chat from last year yes. about Brady, and people wouldn't realize that it's a are year they old.
10: by far the most popular team in the UK. I think they're right up there. They're top three, top four.
0: Yeah. I think there, 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 are, there are a few teams that are really popular from um, the uh, initial explosion of the NFL in the 80s when it was really popular. So Niners. The Niners? The Niners, the Bears, the, the Dolphins yep. are pretty popular. And then when you get the modern era like the last 10 years when we started having games over in the UK so the Patriots but there's a lot of Seahawks fans because of their kind of boom during that period and there's that kind of British thing the underdog thing the Raiders always do quite well as well because it's a kind of punk rock kind of you know bad boys element to it so like tattoos yeah exactly so but the Patriots are I, I wouldn't be that surprised if they were number one but they're definitely top three they're definitely right up there but they're also the problem is is it's a bit like Sir Alex Ferguson's Manchester United team, if you're a soccer guy from the 90s and, and noughties. They are the most supported team and the most hated team at the same time. Right. Because everyone who doesn't support them hates that they keep winning all the time. Yeah.
10: Right. And, and let me just say this, because you know, my wife, she know, I mean, she was up there in New England when I was up there, but she didn't want to see the Patriots beat the Chiefs. And frankly, <laughs> neither did I. And she, she said, I, you know, but the truth is, I, and she knows this, if you've actually met Tom Brady, Nobody that's actually met him hates him. Nobody. The only people that hate him have never met him. He's an awesome guy. Like, I was telling stories. So, when I got there in uh, December of 2005, they had a rookie dinner, and I was there. And and the guys were asking me what Buffalo was like. And I was telling them, "Man, I love Buffalo. Drew Bledsoe, uh, really generous guy. He would pay the tab every bill. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And Brady was, like, near us. And... I thought he was listening, but he wasn't, like, looking at us, right? Fast forward eight months later, okay? It's August. Belichick gives us a day off during training camp. And we go to this barbecue joint at night, and we had a beer chugging contest that Brady killed everybody, and that's a whole other story. He's the best <laughs> beer chugger. I've told you guys I, that Yeah, before. you told us that. Like, he's the best beer chugger ever. Because he's thing? the best at everything. He's the yes. most competitive human being
0: that's ever existed. Yeah.
10: So anyway, so, so, but this is that same night. I go up to pay my tab, Right. Brady comes, like, running over, like, fast. Ross, I'm paying. I'm paying. I'm like, Tom, it's $13, dude. I, I got it. It's <laughs> all right. He's like, no, I'm paying. And the guy behind the cash register looked at me like, dude, just A, it's, it's Tom Brady, and B, he's going to kill you. Like, just let him pay. <laughs> just let him pay. <laughs> so, so I let him pay, and, I, I, you know, nothing was said, Will, but I'm convinced to this day that he heard my story about blood cell, and was not going to let Bledsoe have one up on him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, he was not going to let Bledsoe be a more generous guy than he was. I, is, I, I'm convinced. He's that competitive I mean, this eight is, months later. As I
0: was say, this is after he's taken the guy's job. One, was it, he already had the third by then, by yes. the time you were in town? Yeah. So, had three Super Bowls at that point, but you know, he needs to be. And I thought it was amazing this past weekend, Jeff Darlington sat down with Tom Brady and asked him the, the, the eternal question that we're all going to be asking come Sunday night is that it? is this going to be your last game this weekend? And he literally just held up a zero. And Because you know that he will keep playing until he's 45. Until he's, his body will let him. He's just going to keep going. No, you're,
10: you're exactly right. But I will say this, in fairness to him, he's a guy that even if he was 50-50 on it, all that matters to him is winning the Super Bowl this week. So he would say 0% just so people stop asking him the question mm-hmm. and don't ask his teammates the question, and so that's not a distraction. He would say 0% just because of that. So I'm not entirely convinced it's 0%. He wins a sixth Super Bowl. You know, he's 42 years old Goes at past that Charles point. Haley
0: for the most all-time as an individual. Yeah,
10: I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he still elects to hang it up. We'll see, because I also think he wants to go out on top. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for that, too. So we'll see. My point is, is I'm not, I think that even if he knew he was going to retire, he'd still say 0%, because he just wants that to be not be the storyline this week and not be a distraction. We've
0: not actually managed to get into any football nerdy stuff yet. It's going to be happening, I'm sure, as the week continues. But I do want to ask, as a guy who played on the interior of the line, with Ndamukong and Aaron Donald on the opposite side, and there's this idea that with tom brady if you can get pressure to him up the middle that's the way to stop him to not be sacked in the first two weeks of the playoffs when you faced off with that chargers line and then that chiefs pass rush where the pass rush was really all that defense has is it tom brady and his amazing movement of the pocket and everything else or actually has this o-line made some incredible jump up that maybe people weren't expecting
10: the o-line has gotten better Brady's the best there's ever been at pocket movement and getting rid of the ball quickly. They have the best offensive line coach I ever had out of my nine offensive line coaches in the NFL. Best one I ever had, Dante Scarnecchia. He makes a difference, but they're just smarter. You know what I mean? Like, well, think about in that game in overtime. He would have Gronk as the wing on one side, James White or another running back as the wing on the other side, and they would chip. D. Ford and Justin Houston on their way out. So initially, you had seven guys blocking, and that's all the offensive tackle needs is just to chip those guys a little bit. All any offensive lineman needs is just a little bit of help because once you know what that help is, you can play off of that, and that's why they're so good. And meanwhile, the Chiefs are man-to-man on Edelman and Gronk. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? (laughs) What galaxy is this where you're (laughs) man-to-man On Edelman and Gronk. That makes no sense whatsoever and drives me bananas. Like, Belichick takes away Tyreek Hill, double teams him the whole game. Yeah. Meanwhile, overtime, third and ten three times, you'd be man-to-man man on Edelman and Gronk. Who do you think Tom Brady's going to throw the ball to? What, what are we talking it, about? It's
0: particularly frustrating when you talked about those guys being on the outside. When you talk about Gronk and, and James White out there chipping, is that... There- For me, they are two of the best third down weapons in the entire of the NFL, let alone on that team. And yet, on third and long, you're putting those guys in chipping. And so, as a defense, you've got to go. Well, who else are they going to throw it to? Probably Julian Edelman. We should probably at least double him. It it me. It's
10: crazy. Now, I will say this to your point about Aaron Donald and Sue. You know, the fact that those guys are both in the inside it makes it tough to double both of them. Like, like you can. It's called a B gap insert. Okay. So you can slide the line one way, usually to Aaron Donald, and when anybody here slide the line, that's usually the center. It's going to help that guard, right? So there was guys when I played, Sap, uh, Tommy Harris, I don't know if you remember him mm-hmm. from the Bears. Like, we were sliding to him. Then the other guy should be one-on-one. But what you can do is you can have the running back run through the B-gap. The B gap is the gap between the guard and the tackle. You wanted to nerd out where I was ready. I I was so ready. The the B gap is the gap between the guard and the tackle, right? So if I'm right guard and I've got Sue as a three technique, which is on my outside shoulder, I can set his inside number because if he tries to go on my outside, I know the running back's going to run through and try to break his ribs or at least pop his hip. So I don't need to set in the middle of him. I can sit on the inside, make sure I don't get beat inside, make sure I'm stressed out and firm, because if he takes the outside edge, doink, here comes the running back. Mm. So the Patriots might do a B-gap insert. They might do a full turn, which means the tackle is part of the slide. There's a bunch of things you can do. Let's put it this way. Aaron Donald's not wrecking this game, okay? Because Belichick's not going to let him wreck the game. He's going to ensure that if they get beat, it's going to have to be Dante Fowler or uh, Sue or somebody else. Are they else. not players who are
0: so transcendent? Because Aaron Donald's a guy who, what, he's in five years in the NFL, and we're talking about him as a future Hall of Famer already. Yes. I think a lot of people believe Sue is as well a Hall of Famer. and
10: He's a little more interesting debate, Sue is, but yeah.
0: But My point being is that are they not players who are so transcendent that you can try anything you want against them and they're going to figure out a way to get past you? Or is the coaching that good that actually I think, they can nullify? Him?
10: I think Donald is the best interior rusher against double teams I've ever seen. He's that good with his movement in his hands, but he's going against some guys that really know how to double team and know tight. how to do it. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, the, the matchup is really going to be, I think the team that runs the ball more effectively will win. I also think that matchup, Sue, I don't think they're going to let Aaron Donald get one-on-ones, but Sue and his one-on-ones has to win them, has to. At least push the guard back into Brady's lap. Something.
0: I'm excited. Yep. I'm excited for in the changes. I'm almost disappointed. We have got the most phenomenal commentary position this year because we're in the stands, but at the 50-yard line, really good spot in the. But actually, I re- last year we were behind the the end zone and actually being able to watch what was happening in the trenches yes. every snap. I love it. It's like watching coaches film. Mm. I get really excited about stuff like that. But you know, we'll just have to do deal with being in. The 50 yard yeah, at the 50-yard line the Yeah, it's, a rough, you know.
10: oh, it it's a rough life. It is really tough. I'm taking dross. this back just like I took my card back, <laughs> yeah. too, in case I don't run out. Myfrontpagestory.com. You guys are awesome. I love being on the UK. I told you guys this all the time. You know, I came over and did the um, uh, Titans-Chargers game. With the two-point attempt yeah. at the end. Yep. And though. then after the game... I went to, was it Green Man Pub? The Green Man, yeah. yeah I, went on the to, hill, I went to yeah. the Green Man up on the hill with a bunch of my listeners, Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You guys are unbelievable. This one girl was from Poland. Her husband's a big Steelers fan. She learned English by her husband making her listen to my podcast. And she said to me, she awesome. said, I hated it.
9: I hated your voice.
10: I hated it. But now I can speak
2: English. Now I'm good at it. I was like.
10: Uh, okay, I think that's good. Does that mean she speaks Thank like you. you,
0: though? Is that the problem? Or... <laughs>
10: oh, yes, yeah, she does.
0: I don't know, maybe. Uh, Ross, it's always a real pleasure. Thank you so much for you joining us. You are, guys and... are
10: the most fun guys here. I love
0: hanging out with you guys. Right, so let's check the latest odds now ahead of Super Bowl 53 with our friends at Skybet. And Jacob, I wish you were here on Radio Row, Jacob. I'm very sad. Uh, they, why aren't they sending you out here? What is this? I know, I wish I was there, too, but we've got to, uh,
12: well, we've got to be... Getting the odds out and getting everyone's request about bets out, I suppose, so <laughs>
0: someone's got to stick behind. Maybe, maybe next year. Who'd be doing the Rabs? <laughs> um, it's fair. It's fair, buddy. Um, Jacob, let's start off with... I want to know, early in the week, because when they... After the matchups finished last Sunday, the line opened kind of at the Vegas line, as it were, with the Rams as minus one. And I would tell anyone who would listen to me that expect that to swing to the Patriots by game time to at least a field goal. So where's the money going early? And and have we seen any early movement?
12: Absolutely. As soon as the line went out,
0: everybody was straight in on the Patriots, whether that was because we
12: just seen them one as they were the later game that could have been it there was obviously two very close games and we've seen the line move throughout the week as people have kind of got a lot of money into the Patriots and they're now sat at minus two and a half so it, we knew it was going to be close either way you looked at all four teams and I couldn't really see a matchup between any of the four that was bigger than a field goal but early money is gone for the Patriots It's about 60 40 split for the Patriots as we've had a few people now start to get back on the Rams now that they're a bigger price so the Rams are at 11 to 10 Patriots at 8 to 11 the total points line
0: sat at 56 points that's the the points line is crazy high I was reading it's the highest ever in Super Bowl history so uh amazed uh, like we're expecting points 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 galore um there are there are some boosts going on for the game as well unsurprisingly yeah, so we've got the way we're structuring
12: it is we've got one headline boost per team. So the Patriots one is Brady four plus passing touchdowns. That's Ooh. from four to one, and that's now six to one. You can get that on site right now, right through up till kickoff. And for the Rams one, we've gone with a double chance. So you can it's a either CJ Anderson or Todd Gurley to score the first touchdown. That was five to two, and it's now seven to two. We wanted to go, you almost we wanted to go something Gurley based, but We're wary that, you know, he only got the five touches last week. Anderson's been playing really well. I mean, we think that with the two weeks off, he will become that guy again. But with this one, you've got all bases covered, no matter matter who their guy is.
0: Uh, So, yeah, I like that. I really like that. Uh, In fact, if I was able to get on your website from the US without using any kind of untoward means but i'll just have to be asking somebody at home to back it for me clearly uh, in fact yeah. jacob can you pop a- <laughs> something on yeah. both of those for so me we've got
12: we've got those two and then what we've got is each day we're gonna have a different countdown boost so these will be available. Um, these will be switching every day at 9 a.m. So today's one is Tom Brady 400 plus passing yards that was eight to one is now 12 to one. If you remember the last two Super Bowls, he's gone way over that line of 400. Mm. So that's today's one. And then if you come back tomorrow, you'll see a, a different one each day, right through until until Sunday. And then on the day, we're going to have three double up boosts leading up till kickoff throughout the evening for, for I think, about an hour and a half each leading up to kickoff. So lots of stuff on site there for
0: for you to check out. Just be all over it. Right, as I look around Radio Row, I see all of the radio stations in front of me. Fox Sports is over there. You've got the Sky Sports team doing inside the huddle just over there. But back to my left, there is a giant stand currently concealed, ready for some big reveal later this week for EA Sports Madden 19. And I believe that has some relevance to your betting this week.
12: Yeah, it does. So, for those that don't know, maybe Madden each year they released their prediction of their run through of what happens in the game, and they got they got some got some ver- some right. They got I think they've got ten of the last fifteen right, and most famously, they got the Patriots Seahawks correct score exactly correct. So wow! They've released what they've got for their scores, their stats lines, what happened throughout the game. So, what we've done is we've taken them and turned them into bets. So, if you want to follow what they've done. We've got, they can have, uh, had the Rams to win 30-27, to 27, so you can bat that correct score at 100-1. to 1. They had Aaron Donald with a breakout game of four sacks, so you can get four or more at 16-1. to 1. They had James White with 45 rushing yards, 55 receiving yards, and to score a touchdown, so you can get him to do that or better at 12-1. to 1. They had both Brady and Goff getting two touchdowns and one interception each, so you can get that at seven to one. And there's there's plenty more for you to
0: for you to get at there as well. Brilliant! It's, I love how creative you guys get during Super Bowl week. So that's fantastic. We're going to be chatting later in the week to really nail down our thoughts on the line, on the game, and where we think it's going to go. And obviously by that point, after I've spoken to many players and experts, I'm going to be very informed and in no way flip-flopping like I always do on Super Bowl week. Uh, so, Jacob, for now, thank you so much for your time. Of course, as always, uh, over-18s only, full terms and conditions at skybet.com. And please do gamble responsibly, Jacob. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much.